And what I notice is that athletes, when they get injured, they don't think of themselves as like, oh, I'm out. And oh my gosh, what was me? They just exercise a different body part. So, you know, if they hit their, hurt their foot, well, they're still at the gym, like doing sit-ups and I'm, I'm being broad with what I'm yeah. saying, but right, they just kind of, are, they're, they've like water, they're finding their way through because their vision hasn't changed. They're still determined and focused. And, and I find that um, the type of clients that I work with, they're typically successful in business and that's how they are in their mindset as well. Here's the hard truth. People are conditioned to ignore your marketing message. Most of the stuff you'd create doesn't get read, doesn't get watched, and ultimately, nobody buys from it. I'm Jason Lynette, and I'm here to help you stop being the best kept secret to the people you know you can help. If you're a business owner, and if you're ready to cut through the overwhelm of launching something that creates massive impact and brings in an awesome income, you are in the right place. Welcome to Attract Pre-Sold Clients. There we go, and welcome. It says we are now live streaming. So good to have everybody here with us today, and even those of you checking this out on the replay cycle as well. Let me hit a button over here so my voice goes away, because yay technology, it's always that opening 30 seconds of what's officially called dumb stuff. Uh, I'm Jason Lynette. This is the Attract Pre-Sold Clients community. This is where we share the methods of ethical sales persuasion to have your ideal clients mentally rehearsing saying yes to you even before you ask for the sale. And as you're here with us right now, you can likely see that I'm not alone here at the moment. We've got Diana Nunez from the San Diego area out in California. And specifically, there's a story of something that she recently did in the shape of her business, which We'll kind of set the stage for here that I've learned to kind of pre-frame this this way. It'd be easy to hear this and go, I don't have an offer of that structure. I don't have something that sells for that specific amount. That's not for me. What I'd say, though, is the core principles of what she's done is something that applies over even if it might be that startup coach who's getting that first client even for just a very moderate rate. Or it might be the, oh, I've graduated and now they're getting this program and they're working with me. So as we go through this, it'd be easy to almost self-dismiss and go, that doesn't apply to me yet. And instead, listen to the core changes that we're going to be chatting about here, because this is something that every single one of you can make use of. And Deanna, so good to have you here. Uh, tell you what, I'll take the stage for a moment here and give us an introduction. Let us know who you are. Hi, everybody. I'm excited to be here with you all. Um, my name is Deanna Nunez, and I am in Del Mar, California, which is uh, North County, San Diego. Beautiful. And finally, the sun came out. I feel so sorry for all of the people that have been visiting and there's been no sun. Uh, gray days. Um, I've been a hypnotist since 1999. And so my entire career has um, ebbed and flowed in different ways. And here we are now, I'm doing a lot of private coaching in my office here in Del Mar, hence the ocean behind me. This is where people come in and get relaxed. Uh, but I work with a variety of people um, for different, different things, but people typically come in for growth and performance in my coaching sessions. And to me, I use hypnosis strategically to help them gap that, you know, build a bridge instead of having to traverse those canyons on their own. Uh, so I also do uh, 
public speaking and as, as well as professional paid speaking. I'll be headed over to Japan, uh, let's see, in a week and a half to go entertain and educate the U.S. Marines stationed on Okinawa. So I've been doing those kind of contracts for over 20 years. So I have a variety of things that I do with hypnosis and I love it. Um, all corporate talks, as well as groups. I have a beautiful empowerment patio, I call it, um, as part of my office. And so I have small intimate groups um, weekly uh, that, that gather and um, it's always focused on personal growth. So that's a little bit about me. I love what I do. I'm the encourager of courage and belief nice. shift. So, I like you know, that. it goes very nicely with what you teach. It, it it does. And I am actually looking as they're out of reach right now, but they are over there. I have two books with your name on them over there on the shelf. Oh, yes. Yes. Awesome. I'm an author. Yeah. So let's, I'd be curious just to, first of all, before we get into the recent story, which would be that there's a pivot that you've made over the years that at one point here was the main focus of the work that you were doing. Mm -hmm. And then this refocusing more so to what kind of fits into this coaching category. Yes. I, just I think it's be been more than one pivot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> several, several pivots. But yes, I started as a stage hypnotist um, way back in the day. My, my very first show ever was actually with the United States Marine Corps. And, uh, you know, actually when I started, I had already met people in this business. And so other people that were doing it said to me that I needed to go to comedy clubs and, you know, get my feet wet and kind of die and earn my stripes, as they would say, um, to get good and then to be able to get paid. And, uh, I, you know, I think there's probably a better way than that. And so I just went to where I might be valuable. And I went to the Marine Corps and they said yes to me in the very first pitch. And um, I got paid that night for my very first show. And it really just took off from there. That was 25 years ago. So I yeah. uh, started as stage hypnotist and then did that for a solid 12 years um, in every market possible, um, fairs, colleges, corporate, um, high schools, everything, uh, theme parks. So I got really good at that. And there's not a lot of women doing it. So I felt like I, you know, rose to a certain pinnacle, although not a lot of people care. <laughs> stage hypnosis is not, not like the most popular thing on the planet. Um, we as hypnotists really care. Uh, but other than that, it was it really helped me to actually just get on stage, which let's think about for a broader audience here. Yeah. It's about being able to speak. It's about being able to, um, you know, carry yourself and to move a room. And I think that is something that is relevant to anyone in the business space. You want to be able to know how to get in front of a room and lead. And so I learned a lot of that. And I love that part of it. I really left perfection behind and I'm kind of okay with me sticking my foot in my mouth sometimes because you just keep going. Absolutely. Uh, but the coaching piece <laughs> that I'm doing now, really that started, I would say, um, from the very beginning, I always had an interest in, in like I said, encouraging courage. I like people, I like to champion people to really use their talents and skill sets and to develop themselves. And that's really why I'm in this. And even in my show back in the day, it always had that element, no matter what. And it continues to have that element today because um, I still do shows. I just don't do them as much because I don't care to be on the road full time. So, but how it's relative to everyone else here is that coaching element. Um, I think that there is a journey that you go with that. But if you can, if you can start to take these belief shifts 
into yourself and also kind of shortened that journey of, you know, how you put your programs together. And, and we're talking about this $15,000 client today, but really, uh, I think that once I changed the way that I package what I do, that made a huge difference in my sales and revenue and the type of client also changed um, based on that. That's that's one of those things that I wanted to have you on here to chat about, uh, because for anybody who's here, you know, if you try to market to everybody, you often end up marketing to nobody. And it's where, especially in the coaching space, we were just on one of our consulting calls in the group that we run and did a hot seat for someone who's in the personal training space, then transitioned to someone who is working specifically with authors. And anybody with a pulse in a bank account should not be the measurement of who we're trying to attract. And if I have this right, that here is a time recently where you kind of moved into a bit of a higher profile area as in the location, and mm-hmm. it's where there's a specific clientele that will phrase it this way. Anyone who's been in business for any amount of time, we also have a right to run the businesses that we want to run, you know, and it's where you were looking at the specific category. And I'll just briefly go into teaching mode for a quick moment. There's a lot of content that people put out in their marketing, which we think we're doing something beneficial. We think we're doing something as to, I know what you've been going through and I know it's rough. Maybe I've been there too and I'm here. And to say it politely, and I'm realizing you have a similar sense of humor that I do, it's the throw me a rope to get out of this freaking hole already. And it's a concept of one of the core belief shifts we can activate is actually elevation which is that sort of good to great, that good to great kind of story where it's bringing in that group of people who have already made that decision that they're on that pathway to improvement. But let's say they're more, I'm going to say sophisticated, not from the perspective Mm -hmm. of they can afford it, but instead sophisticated because, well, the more successful we become, it's not that our problems go away. It's that our problems become often more interesting. I'd love to hear some of the changes that you've been making in terms of the messaging as to what you've been putting out towards now making sure that to say it politely the promotional content is not only bringing in the audience that you want but also we'll throw in the r word respectfully pushing away the category that's not quite your focus yeah and over the course of this career i feel like at one point i really was attracting um, more of an audience of maybe lower self-esteem haven't hadn't achieved as much and I love them. I really, and I still, I still really have such a heart to help people through that, to really discovering themselves. Now I focus on people that are have already created a certain level of success, and they want more so. And yeah. that might might mean that I find that a lot of those people are we're more focused on emotions um, than we are problems that that they once had. Um, And because they've created success, they know how to navigate themselves. They're not really getting stuck in the same. They don't put their foot in the same hole that they used to. Um, They they know how to avoid that. And they've had had success. So um, your belief shifts that you teach, by the way, the elevates belief shift is my favorite one um, that you teach in your system. And that way that allows me to talk to my audience differently. I'm teasing throughout my storytelling that I am um, I'm threading it in there that 
that I'm recognizing and acknowledging the success that they've already had. It's not about, it's not talking to them um, in condescending ways that, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, you just want to get here and look where you are now, like agitating the problem in that way. It's it's more about really uh, meeting them where they're at and and acknowledging how much growth they've had and where else do they want to go in that one area. They're, they particularly, um, the clientele that I'm with now, with now, they have one area in their life that they're focused on, not all these different areas Yeah. Um, because of the fact that they've created success. And they do have the resources to be able to invest in themselves. I had to start laughing there on my side because I suddenly was reminded of a story and then I pieced it together and go, oh, wait, that's that's Deanna's story, uh, which is... Which, which one is that? Yeah, well, it's more the category that, you know, it's the difference between the professional athlete versus, versus the amateur. The sort of weekend warrior who's going to get out and run is going to be the one to go, hey, my foot hurts. I guess I should stop this versus you're a runner. And yeah. here's yeah. where if it's... You know, and here's if it's the tendonitis that may be flaring up for me, if it's the, oh, here's this thing that mm-hmm. I have to be aware of sometimes. This is not a negative term for that audience, that that's a crowd that becomes an expert in their ailment. And that's actually one of their strengths. They're not the hmm. everything okay. is falling apart. I know we should use that. Um, it's not that everything is falling apart and nothing will help me. Mm-hmm. It's instead, how do we shift our communication so again, like a magnet with the two sides of it, it's bringing in the crowd that we want and Mm -hmm. respectfully repelling away the one that isn't quite a fit for what our exact process might be. Yeah, I love what you're saying. Ooh, you know, it makes me think of the athlete's journey. I learned when I started running marathons because I was not an athlete growing up. I did not play in any sports. I was smoking under the bleachers. (laughs) That's cardio, kind of. I became an athlete at 40 years old. (laughs) And what I notice is that athletes, when they get injured, they don't think of themselves as like, oh, I'm out and oh my gosh, woe is me. They just exercise a different body part. So, you know, if they hit their hurt their foot, well, they're still at the gym, like doing sit-ups. And I'm I'm being broad with what yeah. I'm saying, but <laughs> right, they just kind of are there, they like water, they're finding their way through because their vision hasn't changed. They're still determined and focused. And and I find that um that type of clients that I work with, they're typically successful in business. And that's how they are in their mindset as well, is they're just looking at, help me get where I want to go faster and easier. And so if I can speak to that in my email content and my marketing, and mind you, um, my email database it's really kind of funny because they're such a conglomerate of people. Maybe they saw me on a cruise ship doing hypnosis shows, or they met me at, um, I have people on my list still from fairs that I performed at because I did the Minnesota State Fair for eight years in a row, had a huge audience there. So I still have people that will literally click reply to my emails and go, how are you? I still miss you. When are you coming back to the fair? I haven't been there in 12 years, you know. Well, that that Um, really helps to amplify that. You know, the niche is not just what audience we're serving, what we do for them, and specifically how Mm -hmm. we do it. You know, it's where I say that the niche is officially who you are to that audience. And that's why some of them started here and then followed over there. Mm -hmm. I'm only glancing to the side here for those that might be watching the visual of this here, because it's the joy of you're over here and the chat for the Facebook group is over there. I'd kind of be curious just to hear from those that are here right now. 
um, and just put the word LOW, low, if this is the case, where you kind of run into that situation where let's say it's not a bad person, but let's say it's that low quality lead, that if that's that challenge that you've run into before, just kind of drop that over there in the chat. Mm -hmm. Because everything that you hear us talking about right now, yeah, um, comes around to like attracts like. And I'm not trying to go law of uh, attraction and more metaphysical mm -hmm. on this one, that it's that somewhere in our messaging, it's bringing in that crowd. And what it kind of comes around it. to, yeah, without even realizing it. Mm -hmm. And at times too, it turns into, it's not that the story ever has to change. It definitely, we don't have to make them up because you've seen the research on this. If you lie, your pants will be on fire. No, but it's that we run into the scenario where it might be where we're accidentally shining the spotlight of that story. And just where that focus is ever so different. And it's making me think of the random video on YouTube where someone showed clips from Mary Poppins, but played music to make it appear as a horror movie. And it works. Mm -hmm. It really works. <laughs> so specifically why I wanted to have you on here was to get more of the story around. Here's where, as you mentioned, someone who's been kind of marinating, how, roughly how long had this person been sitting on the mailing list? Uh, 2018 is when yeah. she got on my email mailing list from a cruise ship. And any... Yeah. Any interactions in terms of business since then or just kind of there and zero. I didn't even know that she existed other than her email on my list. And she didn't, I didn't talk to her. A lot of times when I was, I only did cruise ships for two years and I was like, I have to move on because I wanted to be home with my family more. Um, it's great, it's fun, but not for me. Uh, <laughs> but a lot of times I met people after my presentations, and you I would go on there and I would do five presentations throughout the week, and uh, they would be my big show, and then the seminars. And so the seminars were great because it gave people an opportunity to, to really hear your content and to interact with, you know, what I'm leading them through. And then I would talk to them afterwards. And so she was not someone that I ever really even created any rapport with other than she was in the audience. And so she's been opening my e emails this whole time. And so you let's, know, let's pause on that for a quick moment yeah. here, because, again, it's where some could hear that and go, I don't have a mailing list. I can't do that. Oh, Yet, I don't at one point, going to be into it. At one point, you had the first email that had come into the system, and you probably did the thing that all of us do, and like, let me opt into my own stuff to make sure this actually works. And it's where yeah. over time that is what continues to grow. And it's not so much just the fact of I've got this list and now I have permission to randomly email these people. It's instead about providing a kind of value, so that mm. it's inviting them to then stay active. It's where, you know, in email marketing, it's a bit of an epiphany to discover that that opt out, that unsubscribe isn't necessarily a bad thing. No, it's, it's a good thing. I had to learn who, that. Yeah. It's the person who's saying, no, thanks. This isn't for me and yeah. wish you the best. Yet mm -hmm. there are people that, and this is what happens as we become more prolific, putting out the right content that actually drives mm -hmm. the needle of the business it's not necessarily a no slight to the people here with us live right now. It's not necessarily the ones who show up live and comment that there are these lurkers, for lack of a better term, that are observing. And mm -hmm. it's often a matter of the right message at the right time. Right. 
and it, and it hit where they are in their journey as well. And just to kind of have people have a greater understanding of like, I don't necessarily think that it's so important to have like this big, massive email list when mm-hmm. there, it can, it can be, it was very confusing to me because I knew all these people came to me for different reasons. And so it was really hard to understand who my marketing needs to be. Like, how do I talk to this person, this person, this person, you know? And so does that mean a different email for everyone? Um, and I also, my email list, I've really nurtured over the years. I think that's mm-hmm. also why those people might still be on my list because I really love them. I mean, and that comes from a genuine intentional place. I, I love what I do. And so I'm very respectful of what, how I tap them with my emails. And so I would say I would, I have done less email marketing versus more because yeah. I am very conservative with that. I don't just slam them all the time with like, buy this, buy this, buy this. It's always been more of an educational space. And I share stories and I, I love the storytelling piece. And I think what, what made the difference with you and using your system is that I didn't always know how to go from telling a good story into converting them into a sale. So, and I would say that that's kind of like my business problem from the get-go is like I could I could really move people in a room with a story that I have to share that's very authentic and of my own life that people can relate to. Um, but that didn't always, I didn't know how to convert that into now sign up for my program so you can go let's, deeper and actually let's get rewind it. Let's rewind yeah. it back for a moment here. Okay. Uh, which would be that you've probably had the same experience that I was having at one point too, where you tell the story and they're coming up to you after the presentation, perhaps if it's something from, you know, a talk and it's the, oh, wow, that must've been rough. And they're empathizing, they're sympathizing with the yes. story, they're connecting, they're continuing that dialogue. Or that happened to me too. That happened to me too. And they're and looking then, me right in the eyes, telling me their life story. That happened to me all the time. Mm-hmm. And then that's the end of the dialogue. And then is, it was like this love that was exchanged, but that yeah. didn't. But here's the thing is that for me as a, as a hypnotist, I know that I can actually really help them change their lives. It can really support them in what they, I always think of, I work in three areas, right? Heal, growth, or performance. And I know that I can take them deeper if they are to sign up with me, but yet I was losing that opportunity by not being a better marketer, right? And I actually pushed that role back for a long time. I feel like that was my Achilles, uh, what's the term? Heal, tendon. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like that was like the worst part of of my consistency with business was well, I, my marketing. I ask was- you to kind of go into that. Like, what would you say yeah. was it a specific belief system about? You know, at its core, it's yeah, kind of a what? pivot that has to occur. What was uh, that belief system before? Oh, it's I'm not a business person. Mm-hmm. That was that was my block. Was that I'm a people person. I'm not a business person. And so I just didn't think of myself like that. And as we know, we need to have that identity shift to actually allow ourselves to grow. And so I started to, and because I know this, like I teach this, I started to just look at myself and go, okay, where, where are you giving yourself a disservice? And then I would point to like, well, you did all these things. You know, I used to identify myself as um, like Tom Hanks, you know, in um, uh, what's the box of chocolates? (laughs) Forrest Gump. 
Thank you, yeah. Forrest Gump. Uh, Forrest Gump would find himself in all of these situations that were really high level, like he's with the president and he's winning this and he's invested in Apple. Right? I used to actually tell myself that I was like the Forrest Gump of business where I would because I have found myself in some really high level experiences. and I wasn't sure how I got there. And so I wasn't acknowledging to myself that. I got there because I put myself out there because I literally do what I help other people do, which encourage courage. I put myself in courageous positions and not, I don't count myself out. I just go, okay, let's do that. You know, let, let's see what that would be like for you, Deanna. And so there was a piece missing though, where I would do the thing, but I wasn't acknowledging that I was doing the thing. And so that put me in this mindset or block of I'm not a business person. And so these untrue truths that we tend to tell ourselves. And so I would say to the audience too, to look at yourself of more of who you're becoming mm -hmm. and make some identity shifts there that are important. And then what are the habits that need to come with that? And so to the point of marketing here, I didn't have the marketing habits, right? A lot of times I got clients, private clients from speaking on stages. And so it was easy. I could just, get up there and then they would, you know, somewhere along the line come in, but it mm -hmm. wasn't a predictable, it wasn't a machine. It wasn't like something I could rely on to have a really good steady business. So it was always like up and down and up and down and um, put me in moments of suffering, right? Where I just help my clients just like completely rock it off into the next level. And then I'm broke because I'm like, now I need another client. Well, it's so, it's that it creates this kind of incomplete solution. Yeah. And just to kind of share a little bit more behind the scenes here, it's that the biggest mistake that we make is that as people, as business owners, as people who share something, we love our own stories. We love our own experiences, yeah. but the challenge becomes that's not the reason the audience needs to connect with it. Oh and my gosh. Briefly, so there's yeah. there's a time that and the details around this are much longer. Yet it was a time where I was at a, an event and the nature of how do we be compliant with the lockdowns and not having too many people in rooms coming out mm. of everything COVID was let's have the audience stay where they are and we'll rotate the speakers. And oh. in every room, I was coming up after this one woman who told this incredible story about some health challenges and how she overcame it. And like the nature of this was that I'd heard it three times and I knew there was one more to go and I'm going. And finally, just because we'd gotten to know each other, it's like, there's a part of your presentation that I love. And then here's the part that's pissing me off. What order do you want me to share this with you? She goes, however you want. I go, the way that you have the entire room when you tell the story, but then the end of it, and they come up to you. And even though it's not the same medical condition, people are creating their connection and mm -hmm. there's a brief chat and then they go back to their seats. And clearly, you know what the hell you're doing and you've made mm -hmm. their day here, yet you can change their life if they mm -hmm. move further with you. She goes, yes. I know. I hate that. I go. So because I've heard it three times. I was in that trap. Yes. I wrote this transition for you. Uh, can you just say that in the next presentation? And, and, and write it on your pant hand. Just like yeah. That. And she had a line. <laughs> she had a line of people, credit card and yes. forms in hand. Yes, yes, yes. And it doesn't have to that. feel like marketing. It's back to communication exactly. and like become 
I was curious just to go into the specifics of this for a moment. Is there something that happened in that conversation once the two of you connected before she became that, you know, client for this one year package, $15,000 from one person? Was there something different about the quality of the conversation as a result of the lead into that? Yeah, I, I would say that the quality of the conversation is there because of what I've already divulged in the email is that she already understands that I understand her. And so we're the questions that I ask are also very specific to her. And I'm not talking about myself, I'm talking about her journey and I know what to ask. And so being that we're already at that level and I think there's a certain you know trust that's already developed. And so she was ready, she was ready to say yes. And um, by the way, she actually, I have three different programs and she could have purchased the middle program, which is um, a fourth of what she paid. And I was able in that conversation to actually, with what she said, upgrade her to the bigger program. Because I ultimately also know that that is the program that she needed that was mm-hmm. going to get her the results that she's looking for. So I think it's a bit of finesse in there as well of just knowing, you know, how to have that conversation and you get better and better at that. But certainly your system, um, the belief shifts particularly help you to do that. So now here's the answer your question. Yeah. Here's the loaded question though, Mm -hmm. only based upon what you said before of I'm not this, I'm this instead. Does it feel like marketing? No. And that's the beautiful thing. I'm really, you know, I've been, I've been invested in so many programs, like it's ridiculous. And there were, (laughs) there, there are programs that, you know, that cost way more than yours. And I didn't get anything out of, I literally walked away with my head spinning because there was so much content and I didn't really feel like it landed for me. And so it was also me having to shift my own beliefs as we're talking about belief shifts. Um, that that have helped me to really sink into this, like settle into it and change my viewpoint of what marketing is. I am having so much fun with this because it feels so natural. It feels so easy. And one of the things that I actually really respect about you is you lead with ethical and you talk about uh, a lot in your book and, and that's just how you are as you lead your business. Um, but you do that in your marketing. And I think there's a lot of unethical marketing. There's a lot of twisting the knife, you know, around problems and um, making all people almost feel like desperate to have to work with you. And I don't want people to feel desperate. I want them to feel empowered. And I also know that that's the type of client that I'm looking for. That's the main thing with yours. Yeah. Yeah, that they're not they're not coming into this and the everything is wrong nothing is going to work for me. It's that's a crowd that many of us would rather work with because, well, as I say, pre-sold client, it's not just she came into the conversation ready to engage, already mentally rehearsing the next step. It's also that that's the person that if you're giving them things to do, it's this uncanny thing that they actually do it. Do it. And I'm having to poke fun of myself here because behind the scenes is a technical need that we have in a company of our size. And we had to replace this vendor with that one and simply done. But I kind of freaked them out because they go, okay, so here's these four questionnaires. 
And as soon as you could have them done, then we'll schedule the onboarding. And it's like, okay, cool. 20 minutes later, they're all you done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which granted it's because of a lot of the writing things that I do to go, oh, they're asking for this. I already have that over there. Uh, yet mm. it's to be that kind of person and to have that kind of client that's coming in. And we don't have to be the match to every single person that's mm. out there in the world. And it's that ability to say, this is the crowd that I want to help. And it's a crowd that uh, we were chatting before we hopped on that a friend of mine one time told the story. She goes, I'm a real estate agent. I only list houses that are $2 million and up. Do not be impressed. I make as much money as any other agent. Big ships mm -hmm. sail slowly. And it's to hear how so much of that was the emotional connection. And it's why you know I put the term premium sales into everything, not high ticket, yeah. because high tickets become this more egotistical noise, uh, instead to go for the person who it might be, they've never spent 297 for a one hour meeting, that's premium to them. Yet, mm -hmm. it's where it doesn't come down to that price as much. And I'm kind of watching the chat, because oftentimes, when we have this kind of conversation, someone's going, what does that include? What was included in that? Are there bonuses? It's like, we've got to step away from that because one school of marketing is here's the stack of all the amazing things you're going to get. Mm -hmm. And I used and to do that. Mm -hmm. It's the, which has a place. It's mm -hmm. where it's the relationship. It's the connection that you invited this person to activate mm -hmm. is what really did that. I have a realtor client that did $420 million last year in sales. And she you work on commission, right? No. <laughs> she comes to me to help her stay organized. That's what she wants through quality, the session. Quality problems. She she wants. She says, you know what? I have a team that's amazing. Uh, my attorney, my CPA, my uh, my bookkeeper. You know, all these people. I have my assistant, and right now it's really honed in. She's like, I want to keep this. It's a it's really working. And I have more time to myself than I've ever had. I'm not hustling, but I'm, I'm, I'm keeping this rhythm going and it feels like harmony. And she didn't know how she created that and what she needed to do to keep it going. And so through our sessions, that's what I was able to reveal to her is that the one thing that she does to keep all the other things going is to stay organized. And so now she puts more emphasis on that piece of her business than all the other pieces and lets everybody else do what they need to do, do their jobs. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's what she came to me for. And she never asked, you know, for, oh, can I have your book? And can I, and I have all these things to offer them. Like hand, I could give her a course, you know, all these other, but really she just came to solve that particular problem. And she has sessions left in her, in her package um, that she's not trying to even get through. It's just like, you know what? My problem's already solved and I'm three sessions in. You know, so it's it's a different type of client for sure. Um, but they also have a very common, what we would think would be very common problems that we're solving for them. Um, but the way I'm talking to them is different. I'll so, tell you what my favorite part of all this is, which is that it's so easy. Let's go back to the more entertainment side of things. And it's where people in that space, not just the stage hypnotist, but even the comedian, even the band, anyone who pops on a stage, it's too easy for someone to blame the audience. Um, oh, it's this room. You know, I one time was doing a speaking mm -hmm. event somewhere and it was, yeah, well, the shape of this room, here's the issue with sound and everything became about 
this one obvious flaw to which we can look at what we do within our businesses. And it's that everything we do is going to create some kind of a reaction. Mm -hmm. And it's that influence and persuasion side of things that part of this is back into ourselves that when we're the person who does the thing, we become the person who does the thing. And over time, getting into this dialogue to go, if I'm getting all these, let's use marketer terms, low quality leads, unqualified leads, it's probably because of something that I'm doing. It's mm -hmm. probably because of a specific way that I'm talking about something. It might be it metaphorically yeah. where I'm shining the spotlight. And there's too many people who go to that external blame pattern. Oh, mm. Facebook won't show I've my stuff. I've done it. I've yeah. done it. Oh, me yeah. too. Enough years of that mess. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw just recently, I went to the our, my local big, huge fair and the hypnotist was on a stage and there was this weird gap. And then the audience, like this huge dance floor between the, and I was like, why is she on the stage? Why has she just come out here? Like you got to look for the opportunities. But, you know, I think we've all done that to ourselves in our, in our head. And that's part of the growth of this. I like being around. I like listening to you. I like the listening to the way you think. And um, there's times that you correct me, like you could, or you could think of it like this. And I appreciate that to me. I think that's part of the investment is like, like, help me get out of my own head, right? Help me to grow, help me to expand my thinking. And so, um, yes, the system of how to write the marketing correspondence, correspondence is fabulous. And it's so much better than what I was doing. But I also think um, there's a lot to just uh, you giving so freely. Uh, and and also, you're, one of the things that I really like about what I'm experiencing in your program is that you're very hands-on. Um, I did not experience that in other masterminds and programs that I've been in. And, you know, I also have paid like for the celebrity price tag. And I didn't get that uh, feedback either. Um, so you're very good about getting back to people right away. I, I oh, liked watching uh, a reply that you gave to someone else this morning. And I went in the group oh, and yeah, I was yeah. like, <laughs> so much what I replied to. And, and then you gave a video reply. And I like I learned something from that from somebody else that you're replying to. So I think you're really good about that. And um, I want to thank you for that because it helps me to get out of my own head. I think we can all get stuck in our little I'll only, I'll only yes and that. Thank you. Yes. And I'll also say it's that ability. Well, let's go back to the term elevation, which is yeah. if something turns into a true dependency upon one person, that becomes the challenge. And like you've mm -hmm. seen the other folks we have on the team, and it's where I genuinely mean it when I say that some of the other coaches that are around, I'm only bringing on people who can do what I do as well as I can, if not better. Mm -hmm. And yeah. they are legitimately on this other screen over here in Slack. It's a project management software. And the channel is called advisory and um, indirectly surround yourself with the people that you can grow with that if you're the, mm -hmm. this is no back to self on this one. If you find yourself feeling as the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong damn room. Oh, you know, I did that for a long time. And I, I, I think it was a couple of things. First of all, when you put yourself on a stage and everybody gives you applause all the time, you know, I go home to my family and I'm wondering why they're not applauding me. Like, <laughs> man, they don't give me the same kind of feedback. Uh, but I, it did me a dis as, as great as it is. It also gave me a little bit of a disservice because it, 
it started to make me think that I was more elevated than I should be. Yeah. Um, but it, you have to always be able to come back to them. You, t- you said it's not about you. Um, it's a super important piece. If you're going to be working with people uh, one-on-one or even selling a product, one of my really um, good friends and she's, I'm on a, I'm on a board with her. She's sold about $8 million of purses. And um, a lot of people in her community kind of put her on a pedestal, but she talks to them just like she's their friend. They're on the same level. Um, She hangs out with them. You know, she'll go out and meet her clients in Canada and all around the country. She'll get together for coffee with them. It would be like, um, what's her name from Spanx? Um, I forget what her name is. Uh, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's created Spanx. Yeah. (laughs) She talks to people on her Instagram story as if she's just, you know, talking to you. Um, But that you need people need to feel like you, they're on the same level as you. And so well, it's does bringing, that mean that you need to level up? It's bringing the personality <laughs> into it. It's bringing, mm-hmm. you know, ourselves into it, but it's also letting people to use the now common phrase, you know, what's the why that's underneath it, mm-hmm. uh, which ought to be respectful of your time because this has been awesome to have you here. And uh, cool if we take the audio and turn this into a podcast as well. Woohoo! Yeah, stay tuned for that one as we, Captain Repurpose, will put that into motion. Uh, I'd give a quick mention to anyone here. The way that we kick off our process begins with what we call a client attraction audit. Really easy to grab, which those of you here with us live right now in the chat below, if you're someone who's not yet working with us, put the word attract down there. Either I will see it, or again, bringing on the people who can do what I do as well as I can, if not better. Scotty will see it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, dive in from there. And the shape of that is it's about diagnosing why the current marketing style isn't yet working, then getting clear on what definitely needs to change to then make it actually work. And then from there, mm-hmm. kind of the same conversation that you've heard the two of us have here. If we know we can help, we'll tell you exactly what that looks like. If we don't think we can help, we probably will point you to other things instead. So say the word attract down in the chat below, or if you're watching this on the uh, replay, there's probably a giant purple button down below, in which case, click the purple button. Uh, so awesome having you on here. I want to close out with something that you had said more recently, which was just this more grassroots kind of movement that's coming out of people are now, yes, they're buying, which is part of why I invited you on to go tell that story, but also <laughs> people are responding to you in a very different way. And let's kind of close out on that because I'd love for people to hear that insight as to when we feel like we're in that echo chamber and no one's listening. And again, back to self, it's something that we are doing by accident. And instead by shifting that message, what's different for you that now they are truly engaging? Different for me personally or for the business? Yes. I think both. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. So um, personally, there's a new energy. And I think that's really important for whether you're just starting, you need to have a good energy about your business. Or for those of us like been in business for a long time, you need to keep renewing that energy because people feel it. Uh, So it feels like people are listening. It feels like they're engaging and they are. And it's fun. Uh, because that means I get to have more conversations and um, engage in people's lives. That's the whole reason I'm in business in the first place. Um, the As far as for my business particularly, what I love is that it's more predictable. Revenue is more predictable. Um, it, and 
teaches me things because when I'm listening to my audience and what their needs are and where they want to go, then that also teaches me what products that I want to create. So from a content creation um, standpoint, uh, which you always say, like you're our content creator. Uh, <laughs> now I'm looking and li listening to them and going, oh, okay, that's what they need, which before I wouldn't have even known that. If I'm trying to just create things out of thin air because I like it, um, mm -hmm. doesn't mean people are going to buy it. So it's helping me in both avenues to be able to also see a different vision for myself. And those are some of the questions that I've asked you one-on-one -on -one, uh, when we've been together is like, okay, this is where I want to go. Um, it's showing me that path. So both of those things are gold. Awesome. I'm so happy to have be receiving that. <laughs> well, thanks for hopping on here, everybody with us live. Say a big uh, thank you, Deanna, in the chat down below. I'll be chatting with you soon. Thank you for listening to Attract Pre-Sold Clients, where you get strategies proven to work in businesses around the world. I'm Jason Lynette, and if you're ready to crush the confusion of what to say and how to say it to consistently attract your dream clients, check out our free resources today at attractpresoldclients.com. <laughs>